Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show about living your best life. Uh, before we get started, you know, I'm always reminded of the beginning of that famous book, uh, Tale of Two Cities, where it, they say it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Um, our topic today is going to be on emotions, and they're so relevant to me today in particular because uh, many of you listening might be going through a great day and some of you may be going through a tragic day and that's what this idea of it was the best of times it was the worst of times and I'd like to dedicate this show today to Kevin and his family uh, a family that's gone through enormous tragedy today so our thoughts are with them and um we're going to navigate a little bit through the topic of emotions, which is irrelevant if you're going through loss or difficulties and everything in life. I mean, I remember reading many years ago that uh, the spiritual people say there's an equal amount of pain for all people. And a lot of people have a very hard time with that concept because they say, well, that's not true because I've lost this in my life and I lost that. And my neighbors had a really good life. And, I don't can't swear it's true, but it seems to me as an older person now that sooner or later we all face pain in our life. So the question is not if you can avoid pain. The question is how do you deal with pain? Mm. And I think this is going to be a great, great segue to our show today because I asked Melissa Henley to come back on the show. Uh, she's a very popular guest. She is um, a registered clinical counselor, top therapist of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. Uh, people just love her. She's like the real deal, straight to the point and loving at the same time. Uh, her clinical experience includes working with individuals from many diverse backgrounds and she does a lot of work with emotions and mindfulness and stress and help people have some self-understanding. So so first of all, welcome back to the show, Melissa. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here again. Thank you. I'm really happy to have you too. We got into this topic when you were here last because we decided to do a show on repressed emotions because, and I want to bring it back to our dedication to Kevin a little bit today, is the original thought was that I find people don't talk enough about uh, the role of repressed emotions in anxiety and depression mm-hmm. treatment, yeah. okay? Because one thing... That coming back to what, how I started the show is your emotions can be very difficult to deal with, but if you deal with them, you they they tell you what to do, they tell you where to go, and you get a release. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you don't deal with them? Yeah, and and that's why I really am glad that we're talking about this topic today because a lot of people uh, repress some of these emotions, and it actually prolongs our pain. Like in the moment, it might feel better to to kind of shove this to the side for a second or we'll talk about too like how are some ways that we try to avoid these emotions but you know in, in the short term it might help you feel better in the moment but it actually does prolong our pain so I okay, find that's very interesting Melissa what do you mean it prolongs our pain so with a lot of my clients I find that well with we'll talk about we'll get into anxiety and depression and so because we're not dealing with the root of the the the, the core emotions which we'll talk about because those are the roots of the problem that I find that um, because we're not dealing with it then we start to um, it, it starts to drag on it starts to become longer our pain because we're not dealing with it so and then something else will happen and then it's like we're constantly faced with the same 
emotions that stir up again. So it's right. like we shove them down for a little bit, right. but then they'll like resurface it, yeah. itself up, and then and then we try to do our best because we're human to push them down. Yeah, we or want to numb them. To numb them, yeah. You so, know, push them down or numb them with alcohol, TV, working too much. Yes. There's so many different things you can do. Yes. Yeah. So many. But they'll come and get you, and that is really true because I I don't suffer from anxiety or depression. But when I'm not dealing with something, like I'll, all of a sudden, like I'll get like a weird feeling in my stomach. Mm-hmm. It's and so I always tell people with anxiety, depression that they're the lucky ones their body is talking to them yeah i mean what about all the people who don't get a symptom yeah. and instead their bodies are going into disease yeah. and they're only going to find out you know when they get a diagnosis yeah. i consider getting an, a symptom a good sign it's mm-hmm. telling me something's wrong yeah and that's what i always try to teach my clients is that you know emotions are just signals they're just your your body's way of signaling like hey something's going on and but the, the thing is that we might have been taught to ignore our emotions and people might on top of that dismiss our own emotions. Okay. So that brings up a lot of things. So I want to segue with that. So 50 years ago, and you're a young lady, so I don't know if you even know this, but, um, the psychology, American Psychological Association used to consider emotions, showing emotions, a sign of weakness. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Okay. And but I didn't know it was the American yes, Psychological Yes, yes. This use in psychology, I'm not proud to say this, we used to consider emotions a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. Too much emotionality, not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there is still such a thing as being too emotional, like hyster- uh, his- 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 hysteronic, mm-hmm. a histrionic personality, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But what we now know in psychology is an emotions are signs of strength. Yeah. The more you're in touch with your emotions, as long as you know what to do with them, yes. the stronger psychologically you are. Do yeah. you agree? I 100%. And I think that a lot of us received messages either to ignore our emotions or to stop crying or to, to don't get angry, right? And why would we receive those messages in your opinion? I think that, that a lot of parents, I mean, these emotions have been kind of categorized as negative. And so when we receive messages, a lot of parents don't know what to do in terms of and and it it triggers maybe their own anxiety yes. so it's trying to I think like that's well said. you know like trying to put the 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 cover over a boiling pot just trying to minimize it yeah. and and also a lot of people connect the emotion with the behavior so for example if i feel angry therefore i must hit something and right. we we really have to tease apart the two that anger is just an emotion now what we do with it is a different story and so in your opinion, what, what do you think, um, why, why do you think we receive these messages? Well, I think you said it very well. And unfortunately, and I know this is a little hard to hear, but unfortunately, when parents, and I'm a parent, so this could come and bite me in the face, but when parents tell their kids not to feel things or dismiss them, mm-hmm. they're doing that selfishly. They're not yeah. doing it for their kids' sake. I think it's, like you said, either brings up anxiety in them or it's, I don't want to deal with it. I just don't want to deal with it. And I think that when I grew up, um, European parents, I think that the idea was, you know, this is going to cause, this is going to rock the boats. So keep quiet about it. And it took me a lot of years, Melissa, Mm -hmm. to find out what I'm feeling. And so now we have to like unlearn all these things, all these indirect messages that we've been taught. Yeah. Right? And that's, yeah. that's sometimes very challenging and scary to do is, is how do I, I've been taught that my anger is not okay, so how do I now be able to express that anger? 
and to unlearn all those well, that's a big one for women because women are often taught that we're socialized that anger is not an acceptable emotion yeah. and that's why we see women suffering with anxiety and depression mm-hmm. much higher rate than we see men I mean men have their own struggles yeah. but uh, we have to start to understand that when we come out of our mother's stomachs we are screaming we absolutely anger is absolutely an adaptive emotion yeah. we absolutely yeah. need it yeah. so we have to regain it but you brought up a point about tweezing things apart so I'm allowed to be angry but I'm not allowed to punch you in the face yeah so there's emotions are okay it's what regulating your emotions though is part of the skill so my kids are allowed to be angry at me but they're not allowed to swear at me yes and so that's where we encourage to try and use your words because it's just an emotion right right and when you use your words and try to express yourself we won't get these messages that my anger is bad and I won't feel the need to act out because I'm not being heard right so I think in terms of parenting let, let's break it down with an example because this mm-hmm. happens a lot to parents so your kid gets angry that like I my son will say you're not serving the supper I wanted tonight yep. so um knee-jerk response would be like you spoiled kid like we make all sorts of meals around here yeah but what we have the tweezing part is that he's allowed to be angry but I don't change anything no so say I understand you're frustrated that we're having the same supper again you just validate the emotion but you don't change the supper because a lot of the parents I work with will then change the supper yeah and And that's not okay no because then because then the child learns that I can like there's no boundaries right right? there's no consequences and 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 that the child makes the rules not the parent but he's allowed to be angry even if it's about something quote-unquote ridiculous yeah because it's just an emotion right good it's just an emotion okay and so I think I loved how you said that to validate it and then to be able to say okay well um like this is how it is <laughs> this is how it is you know but with a loving loving like I, I can't help you with this yeah. I often say to my kids like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry I can mm-hmm. understand you're angry but there's nothing I can do about this yeah. this is what we have for supper or you cannot eat supper mm-hmm. and then they have a choice of course mm-hmm. and choice is always a good thing it's empowering yeah. okay so um we're going to come back we're going to take a, a commercial break but um we definitely started the topic on why repressing emotions are so dangerous. And let's just like make sure that's clear is that they're going to come and get you. Yeah. That's what you're we, saying. They're going to come get you. Yeah. yeah. Sooner we, or later. Sooner or later, we can try to, to, again, what we talked about is to escape. So we might blame other people. We might shut down. We might use alcohol or drugs. We might escape through video games or um, electronics. And so uh, we can escape, but eventually I promise you they will come and get you. (laughs) So you can run, but you can't hide. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-504. Or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. 
Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back. Lots to say. Even on the break, Melissa and I were having a great talk. So I forgot to say in segment one, if you want to join the conversation, I know many of you, I get, I see the statistics of where you're listening from all across the world. You can certainly call in. Don't be shy. We'd love to hear from you. 1-866-472-5792. Feel free to call in with any questions or comments or just to say hi. Now, before, there's a number of big things that just came up on the break. Um, and I want to go through them. So we were talking about how you can run, but you can't hide. So I want to give a personal example of that. Um, you know, I've always been a fairly sensitive, emotional type. Um, and th- when I was a kid and a teenager, I used to see people and even family members who, no matter what happened, they never cracked. Mm-hmm. And I used to really be envious of them because yeah. I would think, oh, my God, like I'm crying every night and I'm curled up in fetal position and they're fine. Like, what? Like. God, why did you do this to me? Mm-hmm. And I've had clients say to me that they'd like to be like that, that they're jealous of people like that. But here's the deal. I remember one person in particular who never, never cracked, no matter what happened. And one day something happened to her. It was just like, you know, the last, the, what do they say? The, the, ice, the, the cherry on the The top. cherry on the cake or cherry on top. And all of a sudden I saw her face crack literally and she ended up having a breakdown. And that kind of fits with what you're saying is that and and ties into your triangle of conflict and your defenses. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that is that there are defenses that a lot of people don't express emotions, but they don't ultimately work forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened to this person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think your example ties in really well with this triangle. So we call this the triangle of conflict. So if you can picture a triangle and the three sides, so on one side, we have our core emotions. Now, do you know any of the core emotions? What would you, in your experience? Um, I would imagine they're sadness. Yeah. Anger. Yeah. Fear. Yeah. I know disgust is one of them. Yeah. Joy. Yeah. 
and excitement. Yeah. Oh, wow. Did I miss any? Uh, I think that, well, I mean, th- there's lots of different theories but around those this, are the key but these ones. are the key these ones. These are the ones we learn in school. Yeah. These That's are, why I got it. These are the key ones. <laughs> <laughs> and so these are, are just our core emotions, and we're born with them. We need them, right? They're just emotions. We, yeah. we need them, right? Uh, now, if we go to the... the, the um, now, some of these are very hard to handle, right? Which yeah. would be... And typically, do you see in your clients that are oh, more? Oh, you know what? I think we did miss one that clients always avoid, which is shame. Yes. Yes. Shame. That's a big one. We forgot shame. Shame and guilt. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's a big one. Oh, my God. No one. That's a universal emotion that nobody wants to feel shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very difficult to, to feel that. Yeah. So, and, and out of the, so, so shame, uh, in my experience, anger, I find a lot of my clients yeah. have difficulty expressing anger because yeah. they associate, again, what we talked about in the yeah. first segment with the behavior. Indeed. And again, the the anger is just the emotion. Yes. Um, so anger, sadness, fear, and shame, I find with the anxiety, the fear, um, that these are the toughest emotions that people usually have a hard time dealing with. And so naturally, like we're hardwired to want to avoid things that bring us pain. Of course. Right? We move away we from move pain. Away we from move towards pain. pleasure. Pleasure. So... Therefore, along this triangle, we're always going to move. So we have our core emotions. Now, there's things that we do in the example, like you said, um, there's things that we do that help us to try and avoid these emotions. Now, it can turn either into anxiety. That's how anxiety and, and anger or sadness or fear are related. Because instead of feeling angry, we... we we turn that, like not us, but there's a mechanism inside of us that turns that into anxiety. And now we start to worry about it. Okay, tell me more about this mechanism. So these are defenses. These defenses. Are things, these are things that we use to avoid the pain. Okay, so, I don't, so to just to review, I don't, if I don't want to feel anger, for yes. example, yes. I need a defense mechanism. Yes. Like what? So one defense mechanism could be to minimize, right? So It's just, no big deal. Yeah, it's no big deal, right? So don't just make like a fuss. In your story, maybe uh, the person in, uh, tried to minimize yeah. Yeah. all, all the, the, the events in their lives, yeah. right? Yeah. So minimize, uh, maybe intellectualize. Intellectualize yeah. is a big one. Yeah. I see in clients a lot. Like they say, like, well, other people have it worse. Yeah. Yeah. And and then they tell, well, I shouldn't complain or I shouldn't feel angry because either other people have it worse or that, you know, I, I shouldn't. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't feel this way. I see way. that in marriages, by the way, sadly, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you know any other defenses that you see in your clients of what uh, to avoid the emotions? Well, again, keep real busy. Keep yeah. real busy. Keep running. Yes. That's why when people tell me I'm so busy, I don't have a minute. I, I, and even when I've said it, you got to be curious. Why is someone yes. setting up a life that's so busy? Do you notice that that could be a way to avoid emotions? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. I used it myself many times. <laughs> also, denial. I don't have a problem. Yeah. yeah. She's the problem. Right. He's the problem. Right. Right. Do you see that in your couples? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And I feel like... that. It's so it so messes up couples because it's overly simplistic. Yeah, and it it doesn't solve the problem. No. It's too easy. You're the problem, not yeah. me. Yeah, too easy, and also running away is too easy. Yeah, and shutting down and being avoidant is the other way. That's is one. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I don't feel yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. 
that I don't feel anything. I don't want to feel anything because mm-hmm. I'd rather live a life. I, this amazes me. Many clients, this is their theme song. I'd rather live a life of no emotions at all than live a life of color, which is the good emotions with the bad emotions. That's a big decision to make. It's huge. Okay, because yeah. that's living in black and white. Yeah. So you don't get the negative emotions, but you also don't get the positive ones. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way around that, by the way. Eh? No. So we see, and then, so we have the anxiety, we have our core emotions, and we have the defenses that we use. Mm-hmm. They, they might have protected us in our past. Mm-hmm. We might have needed them for, for if we had some uh, really tragic event or anything very stressful that we went through that we needed. Oh, that's a good point. The defenses get developed to protect us yes, in childhood. Yes, they're protected. But they're not good in adulthood. Yeah, is it still earning its keep? Very. Oh, I like that. That's very Sandra's, the earning its keep. I yeah. love that line. I like it. That is it still doing what it's doing? I like that. Cute. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so is it earning its keep? Is it worthwhile? Is it worthwhile? Because, again, it helps us feel better in the moment, but it, but we're prolonging our pain, meaning we're just dragging it on, and it delay. will delay it, and it will pop up. It's going to come get you. Okay, okay, yes. So that's the triangle. So we can move around it, right? So we can either feel anxious, we can feel one of our defenses to protect us, or we can feel our emotions. Okay, so... I want to really review this because we have a piece of paper in front of us where we can see the triangle, but not everyone can see that. Yeah. So at the top of the triangle is a, anxiety. Anxiety. I'm not going to feel my emotions. I'm going to get a symptom. Yes. Okay. Or at the next level, the next corner, are my defenses are going to be so strong, no symptom of anxiety, yeah. but I'm going to have to use a defense mechanism. Or the third uh, quadrant, I yeah. guess, I don't know if that's called a quadrant, but anyways, the third point yeah. Or I feel my emotions. Yes. But and I don't like to feel my emotions. Know, they feel bad. I don't want to cry. But And we can continue doing that. We've been doing that for so long and we have a choice. We can continue, just like the example you gave, we can continue to avoid them. But one little thing can, can set off this whole big explosion. Well, that's right. And so, therefore, it is painful to go through those emotions. But once we learn how to, which we'll talk about at the end, how to feel our emotions and how yeah. do we get through this. Okay, um, but we learn not to avoid them so that we, we can feel better and we don't have to get worse. So in your experience, why, why do you think um, it's, why else do you think it leads to anxiety, this repressed anger or, or emotions or depressing. Well, what we know about anger is that anger works on the same system in your body as anxiety, mm-hmm. your sympathetic nervous system. Yeah. So actually you cannot be angry and anxious at the same time. It feels like yeah. you could be, but you can't. Yes. So therefore it's to me, it, the core of my practice has often been to look for what is bothering the person, because if you get in touch with the anger, then the and the person gets in touch with it, the anxiety will reduce. Mm-hmm. So it's a very big factor to know what's bothering them. Now, my favorite is a client that says, my favorite cases, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. is where someone says, I don't get angry. I have yeah. nothing to be angry about. I go, oh, as a therapist, we go ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Okay. It's like when <laughs> Depends, people, yeah, people say I had a perfect childhood, the same, same, same response. <laughs> so the thing is that that doesn't make sense because there's a lot in this world to be angry about. Yeah. Life is filled with injustices. People yes. die. Terrible yes. things happen. Yes. Um, people sometimes are, are disrespectful to you. Mm-hmm. So how is it that you would never be angry? Yeah. How, like, I don't get that. Yeah. And they've been socialized not to be angry. Yes, they've been taught and they've been learned how to ignore their anger. Okay. But what you know from what you just said that anger and, re- and anxiety works on the same system is that if we're not going to feel angry, 
then what's if it's on the same system, what are we going to feel instead? Anxiety. Anxiety. And so I had a I had a supervisor yeah, yeah. that told me this uh, that uh, when we talked about anxiety and depression, but he looked at it like anxiety and depression are acts of love. And when he first said that, I was really confused yeah. because I also suffer from anxiety. And I said, like, how is this an act of love? Yeah. Right. How is so? This? How is it? Well, if we're feeling anger. And like we talked about, if we're not expressing the anger towards whoever it is that we're angry we're about, them. we're protecting them, Yeah. right? We're protecting them. And therefore, it's, I'm going to sacrifice myself, right, with my anxiety and my depression. I'm going to sacrifice myself in order to protect the person I love because I don't want to, fe- I have mixed feelings towards them. I don't want to be angry at them and I also love them. So I'm going to sacrifice myself and be anxious instead. Okay, that's absolutely brilliant. I, so, But we have to add in what your supervisor said. It's just so brilliant. Uh, we have to add in this dysfunctional love. Yes. Because it's not loving because no. it's actually, it's an act of love because you're the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. It's almost a bit of martyrdom. It is. You're going to sacrifice yourself so that the other person doesn't have any discomfort mm-hmm. and you're going to get all the discomfort. So eventually you're going to become quite bitter. Yeah. And I'm going to feel really or sick. Yeah. And resentful. And, and then that's when we talked about the snowballing is just going to add up. I love that. That is really well said. Yeah. And, and so once we learn how to, be able to accept the love that we have for the person that we're protecting and the anger. And once we express that, uh, and and we don't necessarily need to tell the person, but I can use that to be more assertive, for example. Okay. Right? And so if if I'm able to hold space for those two emotions, I don't... I no longer need to sacrifice myself. I don't. I don't need to be anxious anymore. Okay. Well, so what would you say though? Because I've heard people say yeah. that I can't feel love for someone when I'm angry at them. Mm-hmm. See, I agree with you. I feel like in my own marriage, we used to have this discussion often that I I can feel angry at my husband and mm-hmm. I can still feel love towards him. But he used to struggle with that. He used to say, "Well, I can't access my love right now. Yeah. I'm angry at you." Mm-hmm. So, what is your opinion on that? I think that when when the anger becomes overpowering and it's hard to regulate it, it kind of takes like the for it's like it takes the forefront of everything, and we always have mixed feelings towards towards a lot of things in life. There's mm-hmm. always mixed feelings, mm-hmm. and and so once we are able to identify the anger and try to regulate it to to help bring it to a more manageable level and help, then we can feel the love again. Yeah, and maybe sometimes. In if there's a there could be caring, maybe it's not love like you still wanna but caring but caring feeling. Okay, so I think that we're gonna take a break, but I think you bring up a very important point for people listening, which is this is one of the reasons that when a fight happens in a relationship, mm-hmm. is if it's so overwhelming anger, like you just talked about it, and Dr. Gottman would call it flooding. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that. A person cannot access anything but fight or flight at that moment. That's the real answer, and that is what you're saying. So you need to take a break to access the caring. But you can still feel angry at someone and feel caring towards them, but not when you're flooded. No. Okay. Very good. Very brilliant. Thank you, Melissa. We will be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back talking about emotions, and uh, it's it's such an interesting topic because what I want to get into now is emotions being your guidance system. I think that's really important that emotions actually, to me, mm-hmm. drive the car. I teach my clients that the more you can know your emotions, the more you know where you need to go. I can't know that I need to go eat unless I feel hungry. Yeah. I can't know that I need to have a talk with you unless I feel anger. I need to feel those emotions. And the problem is someone like myself who grew up with a very, what was the word used, intellectualizing parents, is for a long time, and this is a funny story and it's true, and I tell it at all my retreats, is for a long time and even to this day, I if someone says, where do you want to go eat? Mm-hmm. I don't know where I want to go eat. I know where you want to go eat. Okay. And I'm really good at reading you. Yeah. So now it's really a joke in my marriage because when I go eat, um, my husband says, where do you want to go eat? He knows I need to take about 10 minutes alone and picture myself eating the food before I know. So I have to wonder in my childhood, and I don't, you know, nothing horrible happened, but I don't think that that voice inside of me was encouraged mm-hmm. what was encouraged was to uh, be very accommodating to other people and and to pick up on what would cues 
yeah, pick yeah. up on cues to what would please your parents. That's right. So even when I go into the room, into the darkness, and try to imagine what I want to eat, you know what image comes to my head first is what would my husband want to eat? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, but he hasn't had sushi in a long time. I'm like, Santa, <laughs> no. How, what about you? Like, let's get personal. I've given a few personal examples. Are you good with emotions? I had to learn how to be because, like I said, we had to we had to undo a lot what we were taught. So I'm in my own process, too, of learning how. I think anger is one of my most difficult emotions okay. for me to regulate. Do you know when you're feeling an emotion? Uh, my signal is anxiety. So as soon as I start to feel anxious, uh, I ask myself, okay, like I acknowledge the anxiety, but I say, okay, what's underneath the anxiety? Because remember we talked about the triangle. There's anxiety, but there's always an emotion underneath the anxiety. So if, and then what do you do? So then I... Well, give us an example of when you felt anxious. This is so interesting. Yeah. You found the emotion underneath, and then what did you do? Give a personal example, because this will change someone's life. She's on the spot. Yeah. Well, when's the last time you felt an anxiety response, you became curious about it, and then found out something? Um... That's a good question. Well, you can think about it. I'll yeah. give you a moment. But I, I think that that is an, what we're looking for here is representative of many people. Yeah. They feel an anxiety response. They get curious. They yeah. go, okay, what's going on right now? And they find out there's someone they're angry at. Yeah. Or there's someone that they're sad about. Are there situations where you have found out that you are angry, but you were it was manifesting as an anxiety? Yeah, I think the last time. I mean, there's a when I talked about mixed feelings. There's there's a lot of mixed feelings that I have towards a parent, and I think that uh, when I start to feel anxious or worried about their health, it, it manifests in that way. But really, when I try to look underneath and say, okay, why why right now am I feeling anxious? And I usually find that there's some there's some resentment underneath. Oh, that's very honest. Yeah, that there's some there's some anger. Okay, and then what do you do? So once, first I label it. Like it's, I always say you can't fix a roof that's leaking if you don't know it's leaking. I love so that. So we need to be able to first that's identify. That's very Dr. Phil of you. Yeah. I love that. But it's true. Like how, how, we always expect to, to change the emotion or to change the situation, but we don't know what we're working with. We don't okay. have all the pieces. So what is that again? You can't fix a roof. If it's leaking, if you don't know it's leaking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So first we need to know it's leaking. We need to know what the emotion is. Okay. And again, remember we talked about the defenses. We become very good at avoiding the core emotion. Right. So this is very challenging because our emotions will try or our mechanism will try as much as it can to avoid the emotion. So it will try to cover it. It's trying to cover it with okay. anxiety, with denial, with intellectualizing, maybe even with sadness. Sometimes okay. a- sadness covers anger. Oh, right. right? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and the other way around sometimes, too. Yeah. 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 And so once, uh, so I first label it. Mm-hmm. Now, then I really try to feel it to the fullest. So what I do is I try to label it. Our body, every emotion creates a physiological response. Okay. Now, it's really important, like I find, to really go into trying to find where I feel it physiologically. Because once I do that, I'm not running away from it. Okay, I'm so really paying attention to myself. I'm so trying to understand myself at the deepest level. So you're checking where in your body you feel it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where do you usually feel it? Usually, anger, I feel it in my fists. Okay. And I feel like my face getting hot. I feel okay. like a heat wave. How do you feel anger? 
You know, it's really funny. I think that I'm probably so uncomfortable with anger that I first feel butterflies in my stomach. Yeah, and, that's and I the, feel like I can't breathe. And that, those are great signs because yeah. that tells you it's anxiety. Yeah. And it's just telling you that, again, you're sacrificing yourself yes. in order to protect the anger. Yes. So if we don't protect the person, yeah. you know, where would you feel the anger? Well, I have, okay, so what happens is I get the butterflies and I can't breathe. And then I do sort of, I don't call label it, but I realize something's up and usually a boundary has been crossed. Mm, So then I have to identify it. And then there's another step for me because I could at that point be reactive and I don't want to be reactive. So I, I could suddenly realize that someone's done me wrong and fly into your office and say, you know, Melissa, that was very wrong what you did yesterday yeah. at the radio show. Yeah. And I could say something that would not be good. So I also, once I realize I'm upset, I go, okay, Sandra, we're going to have a talk with Melissa. Let's think about what just happened and how we're going to have that talk. Mm-hmm. And then it, it dissipates because I know I'm going to talk to you about it, but I need to know that I'm going to address it. Yeah. So I don't let the voice come in and says, you're being too sensitive. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Melissa might not like it. I say, this bothers me. I need to talk about it. And then I start start to frame how I could talk to you about it. And the physiological response disappears at that point for me. Yeah, perfect. And and uh, so that's how I deal with it too. Another way, if you don't feel like it's appropriate or you can't at this point talk to the person or tell them that the boundary yeah. is crossed, we can always, I love fantasy. I love really? imagination. So you use a fantasy to like imagine telling the person? Yep. Oh, wow. Tell us more. So I try to visualize myself, what I would say, how I would say it, what would be my tone of voice, um, what are my words. And I really try to picture it. A lot of athletes use this uh, visualization before they go into their uh, sports game, go Habs. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, a lot of people uh, use this beforehand because it actually practices the same uh, neurons as if you're actually doing it so yeah, the more the brain, I rehearse it yeah the brain believes the rehearsal yeah. yeah so the more I rehearse if anger is something that I'm uncomfortable with which I am so for me to tell the person right away it's great to say okay next time I'm going to tell them that that to not to do this but then when the situation comes time I never do it right right, <laughs> right? so if I try to visualize it first and, and fantasize about it I can even go a step further and fantasize what I would like to do. Oh yeah. What not not by all means doing it, <laughs> but what I would like to do to the person. Like yeah, like a crazy fantasy. Like a crazy fantasy. Like, Just get crazy because yeah. the anger. If you're it the needs one, release. it needs a release. If you're yeah. the one that your anxiety turns back onto yourself, yeah. and you get angry at yourself, or it turns into anxiety and depression, it needs to go outwards. And you can do that in a fantasy because you can do it in a fantasy. You don't have to hurt yourself by putting it back onto you, and you don't hurt the other person. Yeah, I like that. Right? I like so that a it's lot. A great emotions need to be expressed. Yeah. So they you know, people to- could do a fantasy. People could write a letter and letter, not send it yeah. um, it's very therapeutic yeah, yeah now let me that brings leads into a question actually that i i think is important to ask because if i did have an issue with you melissa i feel very confident that i could come talk to you and you'd hear me mm-hmm. and we'd resolve it you're a therapist our relationship is a healthy relationship um and luckily most of the people in my life 
most, not all, okay, but family members, for example, or people who don't believe in this, and you have a comp, you tell them, look, this is bothering me, and they say, well, you're just too sensitive, and mm-hmm. they walk off. Now you're stuck again with the anger. Mm-hmm. What do you say about that? What do you say to your clients when they tell you that? Because I say, know your audience. I won't tell my anger to someone who I know is not going to receive it, because that's probably going to make me even angrier. Mm-hmm. But I may question the whole relationship, because I personally believe that a relationship that can't survive a conflict is not a relationship yeah meaning if we had a fight and you were like okay I'm out of here yeah that's a problem yep and I, I agree but also we don't we don't it would always be better to try and resolve it that's how conflict resolution works. And then we can, works and then we can grow from there but we don't just to regulate it and to understand it and to for us to use our anger in an appropriate way we don't necessarily need the other person Okay. So if we tried and they rejected us. They said you're too sensitive. You're too sensitive. Like leave me alone. Leave me alone. Because now the, the worst part, if we're anxious or depressed, we might believe them. Yeah, that's a problem. Right? We might believe them or, or we might escalate the anger until we do something irrational. Right. 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 So I've seen people hold grudges their whole lives. Yeah. It that's happens. not healthy. No. And that's only hurting yourself. Yeah, okay. So what does that person do? So in that sense, like I said, trying to well, remove ourselves from the situation if, you know, if, if we can, um, but also to, to try and f- label it. Again, I'm feeling angry. Where in my body am I feeling this? So, my stomach, so yeah. in my stomach or in my fist, like I'm feeling angry. And if we just try to learn how to tolerate that feeling without acting on it right away, then we won't, we'll be less impulsive. And that way we can talk about the letter, maybe trying to process it through a letter, trying to, because it needs to come out. It needs to come out. And if the person won't accept it, it, we need to find another way to allow that expression of anger to come out. It's, it brings up a really good point for me. It's very well explained, Melissa, is the empty chair. You might want yes. to work with a practitioner. You can't do this on your own, but with a good therapist, an empty chair technique um, where you get to say all the things you want to say to the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you even get um, some, if it's done properly, the person can respond to and validate mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And amazingly, I've had client after client feel like something just shifted in their brain. Like it was almost as if it happened. Even when they're acting out something the person would never ever say like they'd never be that nice Mm -hmm. um but yeah but you have to work with a therapist for that Mm -hmm. i i I think Mm -hmm. you really need a professional do you agree oh yeah 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 go ahead you had a thought that uh i actually did it today you did an empty chair yeah yeah okay and it was really useful to get out their anger and their critical self uh and their anger that they had towards themselves and to be able to play it out where we can kind of see it more tangibly versus just being an internal. Turning it in. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's great. That's absolutely great. Okay, we're going to take a break and we'll come back with our remaining segment to really bring it home to you, how to get your emotions to work for you and what exercises can you do now to start to become more aware of your inner emotional world, which by the way will help your relationships, it will help your longevity, it will help you look younger. It's all good. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we are back. Uh, People always ask me how to get in touch with us when they don't listen to the show live. So you can call us anytime at 514-777-4530. The the website is helpforanxietydepression.com. And um, I've got two retreats coming up. I'll just mention them. I've got a couple retreat where a lot of the work on conflict and intimacy is going to come up. That's on May 29th. And it's in the mountains just outside of Montreal, a gorgeous area. And I've got a woman's retreat. Uh, We're just about sold out, but you can still call us uh, if you have interest in that. Uh, We are leaving on April 28th, and we are actually going to be talking about emotions. Um, We're going to talk about guilt, and we're going to talk about... um, uh, uh, empathy and trust and all sorts of these big topics all in a beautiful spa. Now, when I talk there, again, talking about emotions is so important. So, uh, you know, I want to turn it over to you, uh, Melissa. You, Yeah, you look like you're about to say something. Yeah, because so, on yeah, the break, I think we were, bursting at the we were talking about some, some uh, uh, good techniques. But uh, how, how, do, how can we learn how to feel our emotions? 
Well, I think it's really a process, and I think it's baby steps. You know, I gave the example of the food situation for me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been on this earth a number of years, and I still don't know what I want to eat. It's quite amazingly embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I did to heal myself, and it's my number one strategy. I teach it to my therapist, and I find it really worked. So I'll tell you mine, and then perhaps you can tell one of your best strategies. Mm-hmm. What I do is, again, I was brought up very cognitive, meaning I was in my head. A lot of people are very much in their head. Mm-hmm. And I started to learn about how I feel by asking myself throughout the day this question, what am I feeling right now, and what do I need? Mm. So that's at first I would be like blank what do I feel what do you mean and my clients say that too what do you mean what do I feel I feel nothing but we never feel nothing so if you pause right now and you look at what you're feeling so I might feel I feel a little pain I went to yoga today a little pain in my upper back tiny bit hungry hunger is an emotion okay even that I was bad at knowing if I have to go eat Mm. okay so what do I feel and then Follow it up with what do I need? Okay, so I need to eat something. I might need to book a massage. But you see, that is very foreign to me to check in. So what do I feel? What do I need? Check in throughout the day. And eventually you become much better at knowing what you feel. I'm I'm much better now knowing what I feel. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I I like that technique. And I love that that phrase that you say, what what am I feeling? What do I need? Because there's always with a feeling... A, a, a need a need right and yeah. so how can we give ourselves that gift of giving ourselves what we need yeah and, and not I, relying and on it's other so people. easy for me to ignore it yes yes and just go 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 like 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 a rat in the rat race yeah yeah what is your best strategy or what can what do you think people need to do to learn to feel their emotions i think for me personally i think what helped me um get in touch with my emotions was Again, as I talked about, first label it, but I find myself often questioning my emotions. Really? Yeah, that that I often tell myself, well, we talked a little bit about this at the beginning, but how I'm not allowed to feel a certain way or Ooh. that I shouldn't feel a certain way. Right. And so a lot of people feel that way, like you. Yeah, so I feel that I dismiss, on top of other people maybe dismissing my emotions, I continue to to repeat those patterns and I dismiss myself. So I think for me, trying to learn how to acknowledge it, but also give myself permission. I uh, think that's that, beautiful. I think that to me was the most empowering moment was that, that uh, just to give myself that permission that it's okay to feel this way. And once I gave myself that permission, my critical thoughts stopped okay. or they lessened very much so because those critical thoughts would stop me from looking at my emotion which means that I would I wouldn't do anything about it I wouldn't tell the person or I would uh, just like go on with my day but then I would feel again very anxious right right so once I allowed myself to say it's okay I'm okay to feel this emotion that it's that it's justified um, and even if it's not, it's okay to feel it. Now, what we do with it is a different story. So yeah. really, I think what helped me was to tease out just because I'm angry, it doesn't mean I need to hate the person. It doesn't mean I need to be so angry that I never talk to them again. Right. I can just feel angry and and just honor those feelings. And right. I think honoring that really helped me to be able to feel them. That's beautiful. And that's huge. So like, because emotions are always valid. They really are. They, we know they're, this in psychology. They're always valid. So you're saying emotions. they're just emotions. So when you feel something now, you, you don't like say you shouldn't feel this way. Mm-hmm. You say, it's okay that it's I okay. feel this way. So you self-soothe. I self-soothe. You self-soothe. I like how you said that. Yeah. I didn't label it that way. Yeah. But you tell yourself it's okay to feel this way. It's okay. 
Yeah. So it allows you to sit with it also a little bit. It sits with it and then it helps me to think rationally what I want to do about it. Right. I don't get too emotional because when I get hard on myself, my anxiety just skyrockets. Right. And then now can I, it's like I do it, do it yourself lobotomy and I can't think about (laughs) what to do. Right. And so in, in those moments, it helps me to self soothe. It helped me to recognize it's okay to feel this way. And then I can think rationally. Okay. What do I what do I need? What do I need to do about it? Okay. So, you know, we're coming to the end of the show and, you know, I know that it wasn't the easiest day for you. I know a little bit about you. And what do you think you're going to need this evening? I'm curious what you think you're going to need, you know, because other people go through very difficult days and um, loss and grief mm-hmm. and they don't, there's, there's a phenomenon called complicated grief because people don't go take care of their grief. So what do you think you're going to need at the end of the day? I'm doing a little psychotherapy on her. Yes, I think, I think, I think I need to acknowledge my grief and to know that it's valid and it's okay to feel this immense sadness and because um, a lot of people would tell me well you know he's not in pain anymore and trying to justify it which I understand but that it's still okay for me to feel this way and, and it is okay to feel that way and I need my friends throughout this process I've learned that my friends are my major support system and they're all here in Montreal because they're from different uh, provinces and so tonight I, I really need to be with them Okay, so you're bringing up actually some really touching things. That support system is important, yes. and that although you can find meaning in pain, such as that, you know what, if someone dies, that they're not in pain anymore, it's important to also honor the emotion that uh, what you feel is what you feel, and you're allowed to feel it. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful ending to a show that we're dedicating to Kevin. Kevin, right? Yes. I'm saying Kevin, his name yeah. properly. Um, and I want to thank you, Melissa, so much for coming on the show. You You've brought so much and it's such an important topic uh, so thank you so much thank for coming you. on Straight Talk I'm really happy to be here thank you um, I'd like to also of course thank our listeners um, and invite you all to come back next week uh, if you're interested in the retreats therapy or anything that was mentioned on the show and you want the website it's helpforanxietydepression.com you can also go on straighttalksandarish.com and if you put a forward slash and you write radio gifts you get a whole bunch a slew of free gifts no catch at all so go on straighttalksandarish.com forward slash radio gifts get your free gifts check out the Facebook page Straight Talk sorry Straight Talk Sandarish as well feel free to leave a question for me melissa anyone and don't forget to like the page while you're there um just so you know you can hear this show and any prior show as a podcast on the website straighttalksandareesh.com or on the podcast app of your phone your iphone or on itunes under straight talk with sandareesh and if you want to write me an email drop me a question or make a suggestion for the show please write to me at info at helpforanxietydepression.com Lastly, if you're a professional and you're looking for keynote speakers on or training on anxiety, depression, emotional regulation, living a purposeful life, uh, remember that I am your source for evidence-based practice and educa- education. I can't speak today, but other than that, we're all good. Uh, my name is Sandra Reich, and I do promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, and keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.